<laughs> he's from Philly. But go ahead. Sorry, I just named that episode PA Gang. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. What up, though? Uh, yeah. So, had a had a uh, small minor setback this week, so you're getting the episode a couple days late. But I have a special guest. Got my uh, <laughs> love interest. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, pew, right? That sound real creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, does it? Does it sound creepy? Who says that? Who says that? Uh, Here uh, we go. Getting flued out? Here we, oh, I'm uh, definitely. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't sound anything like a city girl. I don't think like a city girl. Oh, uh, here we go. Don't associate. Use, yeah, use that, use that degree, baby. Go ahead. Give me some. Uh, we got, we got. <laughs> what's your Twitter name? We are not saying my turn. <laughs> well, I was getting we building up to your me. real name. <laughs> we have Lauren on. <laughs> Hi. Some claps. All right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, t- I mean, tell the people about yourself. Who are you? Uh, what's up? I am the love interest. This <laughs> 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 um, Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, I where are you from? Am, I was just about to okay. probably tell from the quote accent. I am from the area of Philadelphia, not the city per se, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't do this regularly. Without you or no? Okay, so <laughs> I met Lauren uh, during the time of me working up here. Um. Uh. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh. Yeah. I don't because we can't can't say too much. Uh. But yes, yeah, so I I met Lauren. Uh. Up here, and she showed me around the city of Philadelphia and the surrounding parts of Philadelphia. Uh. And one of the main reasons that I have changed my uh, eating habits, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. I was fucking chicken up when I first met her. Um, I, I didn't hold it against you. Yeah, but it was uh, it it helped me. So I'm now, as most people know, I'm somewhat of a pescatarian now. Uh, I eat a lot of vegan food. She's vegan, so uh, tell people about your journey of being a vegan and how long you've been vegan and any setbacks you have. How much time you got? Uh, oh, we gotta have a lot. <laughs> have a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll make it quick. I started. Wow, it's actually this month actually makes like two years since the last time I had chicken or turkey. Um, I went cold turkey vegan in November 2017. Long story short, I became a hefty John. Put on a lot of weight back then. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good summer. <laughs> Put on a lot of weight. Wasn't happy about it. My cousin, my younger cousin went vegan, and she lost a, b- a bunch of weight. So I was like, all right, let me try it. Went cold turkey, dropped like 20 pounds off the rip within like the first three months. And so, like, not even working out. And so I was like, oh, all right. And it wasn't as hard as I thought. Um, up in, But to be honest, up until like, 
maybe the end of last year, beginning of this year, I kind of struggled with dairy mm. and occasionally seafood because dairy is the hardest thing to give up going vegan. It will be the hardest. So, but I mean, it's not impossible. I did it. Dairy actually makes me sick now, so I don't eat it. So that's 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 how I got here. So you went vegan cold turkey in November. So mm -hmm. what did you do that Thanksgiving, or was it after Thanksgiving that you went uh, cold turkey, like a couple of days after? Because there's only a little bit of days left after. <laughs> you know. To be honest, I don't remember. I don't remember that particular year. But I can tell you, every Thanksgiving after that, obviously I skip out on the the meats. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never really like turkey like that anyway. That's just dry. But uh, so, wait, like any turkey, like cooked turkey or like deli turkey, neither one. Of them? I did like deli turkey. You like deli turkey over regular turkey? I always I, associate deli turkey with soap. Here, here, here's the difference. Now, when we're talking deli turkey, I'm talking about turkey that's cut at the deli. Yes. Not, yeah, that's what I'm uh, Whatever the brand. Yeah, I'm not eating no damn packaged turkey. Okay. But anyways, I think like Thanksgiving turkey, like oven roasted turkey, it's mostly white meat, and I don't like white meat. White mm. meat is really dry. Give me some. Stay with the darks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dark. I mean, light. well. I'm sorry. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. Wow. You're not even dark skin, bro. I'm not. <laughs> okay. I'm not. Anyways, um, so I would just I would just eat sides for Thanksgiving to be honest, and you can get very full on vegetables and starches. Hmm. To to contrary to popular belief, so that's what I'll do. That's what I've been doing. That's what I'll do this year again. Um, the mac and cheese is definitely a difficult thing to pass up. Mm -hmm. But my cousin makes amazing vegan mac and cheese, mm -hmm. like rocking vegan vegan mac and cheese. So I'm gonna either get her to show me how to make it this year, or just pay her to make me a pan. <laughs> um, how hard was it to substitute certain ingredients? in food when when you were hungry like you're used to using cheese so what did you use instead of using cheese uh what is a substitute that you use instead of meat and stuff like that um i will say meat and dairy vegan meat and dairy substitutions are somewhat of an acquired taste because they do not taste like the real thing in general mm -hmm. they generally don't taste like the real thing you'll notice the difference so it kind of took some getting used to meat it's easier to substitute than dairy because it's very similar to regular meat. So like um, seitan, which is made of like gluten, made of wheat, basically, okay. is a good beef substitute. Same texture, same, um, I mean, taste depends on how you season it, but it looks exactly like beef, like pepper steak beef or something. So that was, that was relatively easy to switch over. Tofu is a little harder to get used to it absolutely has to be seasoned right mm -hmm. but i can manage um in terms of dairy in my opinion cheese is all based on the brand so like not all vegan cheeses are made equal okay. some of them are trash okay. some of them are good what's that diet dyer dyer is the probably the most popular brand oh, that you'll so find disgusting. that you'll find in a grocery store but it's Probably the worst one I've ever had. It smells horrible. Yeah. I like Voix Life and Follow Your Heart. Okay, so um, what, like, is there a particular vegetable you can use to make, like, sauces and stuff like that? Um, yes. My Well, my two favorite sauces to make 
or obviously pasta sauce, like red tomato sauce, which I'll typically make at home and just take like fresh tomatoes, cut them up, season them, roast them, blend them, add mad seasoning, then we got pasta sauce, and Alfredo. Alfredo can be made with cauliflower. So sans cheese. So like cauliflower seasoning, almond milk, um, a thing called nutritional yeast, which is like a vegan's cheese seasoning, where it makes everything cheesy. It's literally a dry seasoning, and it makes everything cheesy. And it's fairly healthy for you. So in terms of veggies that I'll use regularly, those two, they're very versatile. Um, and then otherwise, it'll just be like smoothies and stuff that I'll add vegetables to. Um, so you live a vegan lifestyle. <laughs> um, or am I wrong? Okay. And I, I just kind of learned this recently. So there's vegan and there's plant-based. Vegan. I didn't know the difference. Yes. Vegan are tip, vegans are typically the people who are like hardcore. They don't eat. They don't wear. They don't associate with any type of product from an animal. Okay. Meaning they don't wear leather, fur, none of that. Plant-based means the majority of your diet consists of like whole foods and plants. Okay. Whereas you might dabble in meat products occasionally. So I would say I'm actually plant-based because while I don't ingest dairy or meat directly, if I have a cookie, it's obviously made with eggs and milk or whatever the case is. I don't eat it. Okay. <laughs> I just don't, I don't ingest it directly, so. Okay. Um, has anybody else gone on this journey with you, like family-wise or friends or anything like that? Yeah, so last year, I think it was last year, my best friend, Pri, shout out to Pri, she did a 40-day vegan, like, challenge, if you will. And so we made like a, we made like a whole Pinterest board and shared it for like recipes. It was called how to not starve for the next 40 days. <laughs> she wild dramatic. But anyways, um, so I kind of converted her for that. She now eats meat and dairy again, but she did it. She said she felt a lot better when she did do it. Um, she, it's not as difficult as she thought it would be. She appreciated it. Very open-minded to it. Uh, I have another friend. Nicole, aka Drip, who <laughs> Drip. Yeah, that's uh, what we call the Drip. Uh <laughs> okay. Drip has gone vegan, I believe. I think she went vegan at one point. Um, or is trying to go vegan. So like I have some friends who are fairly open to it. My homegirl Liz, she eats vegan food occasionally, so they they be trying to see the light. What are the actual uh pros? to becoming someone that has a plant-based diet mm -hmm. versus someone that is consistently eating meat and mm -hmm. dairy and stuff like that? Well, let me say, all right, let me just preface with this. All of these are based on my own research and my okay. my reactions to being plant-based, so I don't. It's, it's not the same for everybody. I've done research, though, thorough research, and I'm not just talking about Netflix documentaries because that's what a lot of people always resort to, but I'm mm -hmm. talking about solid internet, internet research um, about the negative effects of meat and dairy on your body. Um, and so very high level, real quick, I mean, meat is, is highly processed, has a lot of chemicals and additives. 
preservatives in it that will harm your body over time, mm-hmm. make you look older, make you feel sluggish, drink, like things like that. Dairy, uh, and this is a fact, it actually targets the same brain receptors as heroin. That's why it's wow. so addictive. That's why, that's why, that's why if you ever try to stop eating dairy, cheese, milk, or whatever, cheese in particular, it's very difficult to stop it because it's like a drug to your brain. So that alone is alarming. The fact that it, it targets that same area of your brain. Um, so you take those two out, and not only are you taking them out, but you're replacing them with more, like, nutritious food. So, like, ideally you would be replacing them with, like, more vegetables mm-hmm. and more, like, whole grain starches and fruit. And therefore, you can have a whole balanced, like, regimen just mm-hmm. with that alone. And it, it, you'll see, you'll feel the effects almost immediately. So, uh, yeah, give you a little, little <laughs> background of who you are. Plant-based one-on-one. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> hey, it helped me. I mean, I'm not completely, like, to the point that I won't, you know, I won't eat chicken or any of that shit. Mm-hmm. Chicken, steak, turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me wrong. Some of these wings I see on Instagram look so I, fucking good. Yo, you're not, here's the thing. I occasionally crave chicken. Like, mm. I love Chick-fil-A, uh-huh. but obviously I, I can't eat nothing there besides yeah. fries, but who wants just fries? I do. Well. <laughs> yeah, I love fries. I stand corrected. Uh, <laughs> but, so it's very normal. I mean, you've been, I've been, you've been eating chicken and turkey and whatever else for what, 20 plus years of your life, so mm-hmm. how is it you just go from eating one day to not, so it's very difficult. I'm not even going to front like it was easy. But you find substitutes, and you, you, I think once you start to see the positive effects of taking it out, like physically, you kind of realize, like, oh, I mean, I could do without this. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's always fake chicken, so. Yeah. Shout out to Bourbon Branch. Cut the check. They fake chicken rocking, though. Yeah, yeah, the chicken and waffles, smooth back waffles. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, so let's jump into uh, the uh, playlist. We start off with Eminem and Royster Five Nine. Not alike. Take heat, fuck these niggas up. Yeah, not alike. Not alike. You say you affiliated with murderous killers. Hey, the people you run with are fucking. Hey, but you just don't wanna be gonna. Hey. Like you was gonna do something, acting like you catching bodies hey. And you got juice, little young and you're bugging You ain't never even been charging connection with battery Bitch, you ain't plugged into nothing I've always been a fan of Eminem Wasn't until last couple years that I started to really pay attention to the lyrics I think the shock value of his songs is what sticks with people mm-hmm. In this song, he fires at MGK uh, Machine Gun Kelly for you know, just in case people didn't know the abbreviation. Uh, do you feel like that was a smart idea with him being out so long and being considered a legend? I don't know if I could say it was a smart idea, but I fully understand why he did. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was based on MGK making a statement about Haley. Right? His daughter. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, something to an effect of she looks good, yeah. like I like how she whatever, whatever. Yeah. I don't know how disrespectful the line actually was, uh, if it was. But I heard the story of that. Um and let's be real, I mean, from the early days of Eminem, you know, at least when Haley was around, he's always been very protective of her and always spoke on how much he 
cared for her, loved her, loved her very how he was overprotective of her as he should be as a dad. Mm-hmm. So just imagine somebody bringing up your child's name and and what was the context? Like it sounded um, like it was kind of out of nowhere. Uh, well, this is a 2012 tweet. It says, "Okay, so I'm just okay. Wait, okay, so I just saw a picture of Eminem's daughter, and I have to say she's hot as fuck." And in the most respectful way possible, because M is king. Mm. Um, reason why I said a picture of her came out, and I'm like, what, twenty years old, twenty one at the time. She's legal, right? She's she's uh, over eighteen. Uh, at yeah, point. at yeah. this point, I believe so. I said she's beautiful, but with all respect, due Eminem is king. What's wrong with that? Is there a 15-year age gap where I'm a creep for that? I was 21, dog. Uh, I'm not sure her age at the time. I know she's 18 now. I, I don't know. She's, or over she got to be over 18 yeah, she's now. Over 18. Um, um, maybe the... I guess the, the word selection in the tweet was a little wild. Like, mm-hmm. hot as fuck. I mean, you could have just kept it a little more... She was 20, she's 23 now. That was less than five years ago, so she was over 18. Yeah. Yeah, that was within the last two, three years. Wait, what? Right? The tweet. The tweet was from 2012. Oh, wow. It was that long ago? Okay, yeah. so that was... Okay, so she was... She's minor. She was a, a minor. minor. Okay. Yeah. All right, so... Yes, it was a smart idea. <laughs> yeah. I fully understand why he did that. Um, That wasn't okay. She... It, and I don't think him being a legend... And him being like kind of gone for so long really has anything to do with it because just in general with like rap beefs, if you want to call this a beef, it's like in my mind, are there really any limits to when you can respond to something about you and your family? Like, what, what are there restrictions on that? I don't think it's it's. Uh, uh. I feel like some shit is time sensitive. Um, when it comes to, I feel like with a situation where like M doing this at this point, it was kind of forgot about, but it was a more personal thing for him. So he it it didn't have a time. All right, so let's take let's take Pusha T and Drake, for instance. Right, that was well, no Drake and Meek. Mm-hmm. Let's use that. It was time sensitive because it was like the the. The day and age that we live in, everybody wants a response immediately. Mm-hmm. So that's why it becomes time sensitive. So when the whole Machine Gun Kelly thing, it was just like 2012 to 2019. I believe he spoke on him on another song too, but 2019, it was just like, uh. and then with the backlash ended up being, he did the tweet and never said anything, but he got him blocked from, he was banned from Shady. The uh, Sirius Radio, uh, Shady Radio, whatever it's called. What is it called? Shade 45. He was banned. So that became an issue with, you know, Machine Gun Kelly promoting records and doing interviews and stuff like that. And then that's why it continued to keep on going and the MGK saying stuff and, you know, the comparison with him being a white rapper as well. So it always became, it always came up. So interviewer asked MGK about it consistently and then Eminem was like all right fuck I'm tired of hearing about this yeah I was almost I was just about to ask that because it almost seems as if it's not like the tweet was dropped in 2012 and then you know it it was just non not an issue all the way up until 2019 it sounded like there was a lot going on between those seven years that maybe didn't make headline news for us to to be aware of 
I kind of feel like at that point he released it because he felt like it needed to be said. Yeah, like, I agree. <clears throat> um, it was something that needed to be said at at, at that point in time. What? Well, how do you feel about Eminem? Do you listen to Eminem music? Current, like current music. Yes. Who's Carson? I don't know. Who oh. <laughs> um. No. Any of his older shit you listen to? Not routinely, but occasionally I'll 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 listen to it. I was an Eminem fan back in the day, so. I I regard him as one of the better lyricists. Like mm-hmm. he's 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 up there. How do you feel about people at people saying that black people don't listen to Eminem? I've never heard that. Lord Jamal said it, <laughs> um, and that's like they have, they have an ongoing beef, Eminem and Lord Jamal. Lord Jamal's from Brand New Dean. Mm. Um, but he said, and Gucci Man said that at one point too. Like people don't listen to black people don't listen to Eminem in the sense of driving around. Listening to mm. how people use it on the internet. I never heard anybody say, oh, yo, turn on that Eminem. Like, Maybe it was the case of where his target audience or the majority of his audience were people who <laughs> relate to him in terms of like <laughs> style. Remember, he, when he, so when he came out, when he was like in what I'm going to call his prime, um, Eminem show, Marshall Mathers LP, all of that, he was still real goofy. Like he was, t- he was a goofy rapper that could really, really rap. But like, evidenced by his videos and even some of the lyrics, where he's talking about killing Kim and what he would do to this person and that person, he was fairly off the wall and goofy. And maybe that statement was made in the sense of black people don't really roll like that. Yeah. Like we're we'll talking about killing our kids moms and dads and stuff like that's not our thing mm-hmm. so maybe his the majority of his audience target audience were like teenage middle class white kids but there are plenty of Eminem songs and tracks that I will listen to that I did listen to at the time and that I will listen to now mm-hmm. alright so moving along we had Asher Roth Be Myself featuring CeeLo Green No text gonna give me head Long distance, she say my thing Yeah, I'm single, don't need no ring I'm a free man now, I don't need no strings Sing So, um, Asheroff. Um, Asheroff is actually from Westchester, Pennsylvania. PA gang. <laughs> That's not a thing. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Um, he is from Pennsylvania, though. All right, so what is the difference from Westchester and Philadelphia? <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be real, okay, Philadelphia is the city. Okay. okay. All right. Um, Westchester is I don't even know if you can con- officially consider it a suburb of Philadelphia. It's its own city, to be honest. I mean, most people know Westchester for Westchester University. Okay. There's a, there's a university there. Um I mean, I don't I can say my friends, we don't routinely visit Westchester. There's nothing there for us to go see. Okay. So, it's not it's it's just it's just a town outside of Philly. Okay. Basically. So, um like back home, I have it's Baltimore City and it's Baltimore County. But within Baltimore County, there's like 
Randallstown, Pikesville, something mm. stuff like that, or is it like it's slightly different because to me, Baltimore County is associated with Baltimore, mm-hmm. whereas Westchester really isn't. So like you have Philadelphia, then you have Philadelphia has several counties surrounding it: Delaware County, which is where I'm from, Montgomery County, Chester County, and to be honest, I don't know what county Westchester is in. So Westchester but, is a city within a county. Yes, so cities are within counties. Yeah, so like Randallstown is, is in Baltimore County. Yeah, Randallstown is a city, town, whatever. Yes. Same thing. Same idea. Oh, okay, all right. So like I live in well, that doesn't matter where I live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> but like you have like Springfield, Springfield, Pennsylvania is within Delaware County. Okay. So what is Westchester in? In terms of county? Yeah. Um, let me see. Let's 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 ask Google. Damn, y'all niggas don't want to show up your car? Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um, da, 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 da. is that? Oh, that's Chester County. Okay, so oh. Westchester is within Chester County. That, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, kind of. Oh, Not to be confused with the city Chester. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, anybody else from Westchester or Chester County that is a celebrity? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Asher, interesting, interestingly enough, I believe Asher Roth frequented Temple a lot. I went to Temple. Okay. So, like, I Love College was a big thing when I yeah, was Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's off this album. Yeah. he. To be honest, I didn't listen to him, and I Love College was the only song I ever heard by him. Yeah. He, he can really rap, though. I don't doubt that. I heard that before. But hmm. I just never was, like, uh, I don't know, interested. He, um, I think he actually performed at Temple. Several times. That makes sense. But that made sense. Like yeah. around that time, it was he a college song. Def Jam too. College, yeah. So I always, I always <clears> say, um, Asher Roth was he. He kind of paved way for people like a Logic, mm. in a sense of being a a a, a nerdy, cool rapper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You feel me? Um, but uh, my question is more about. The feature on the song, which is CeeLo. Mm-hmm. CeeLo on a hook is very underrated. Why is it like an artist like CeeLo is not used more often by people outside of the southern region? I think it's because CeeLo has a very distinct sound. He brings a, spe- a certain vibe. I think he has like that eclectic, like wild, flamboyant vibe to him. Not to say anything is wrong with that. I like CeeLo and I like his music. But like when I think of CeeLo, I automatically think of mad colors and I think mad... green and purple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wild vibes, like outrageous outfits and costumes. But that's cause that's what he was known for. Yeah. So like to see him pair with like Outcast when they was on there, like <laughs> when they had the colorful vibes going on in yeah. videos made sense to me. Mm-hmm. So if CeeLo was to do a feature with I don't know somebody who's really not on that type of time. Although he did uh, a Rick Ross song, which I love. Completely different vibe, but it oh, means Ross song. Um, Tears of Joy. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Tears of Joy is that. phenomenal. That's an amazing song. He sounds amazing. On yes, he does. That's so, why when we were talking about uh, well, we'll get to that. It's it's in okay. it's in the but on the docket. <laughs> to answer the question, I think it's because he has a, a very unique sound, which is actually, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, he probably comes to mind for artists when they have a certain vibe. He doesn't, he may not mesh well with all, like, the majority of, of rap songs. Mm. Um, 
gives a, a nice southern twang to twang 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 it sounds funky don't it yes because like that's with, the only that's the only like context i hear twang yeah it's funky and green yeah. green scent <laughs> that's what <laughs> we got <laughs> that's what we got uh mary three times which is i'm sorry a wiz khalifa song uh shout out to wiz oh i was about to say yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> To make a mountain, and you can sit right on your ass, doubting. While I'm somewhere rolling the grass, going up where the clouds is. Some niggas say they get so high that I ain't fucking with them. I say if the niggas get that high, man, I ain't fucking with them. I guess. Uh, <laughs> rate Wiz as an artist from one to ten. Another Pennsylvanian. I was about to say that he's also PA gang. He's from the other side, Pittsburgh. What the fuck is this PA gang? Uh, you from PA? Yeah, you from Pennsylvania. He's from gang. Pittsburgh, the complete he's opposite side. Okay. Yeah. How far is Pittsburgh from here? About six hours. Jesus. Driving. Yes. Yeah, yeah, about six hours driving. Um, beautiful city though. It's amazing. Mm. But rating him, I'm um, also not a huge Wiz fan. I like the commercial stuff, the radio hits. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't a big orange juice cushion, orange juice fan. Is that the name of the mixtape? Yeah. Okay. Just, I just, I just happen to never get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I would probably give him like a seven. A, a seven, really? Like six or seven, and only because um, I think he, I think he's lyrical. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't particularly like go with my interest because I don't smoke. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what right. he, that's what he generally. You're right. Um, you know, currency. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, a lot of his fans are, you know what I mean? Pies, which yeah. is cool. Like we cool, whatever. But I just <laughs> <laughs> I don't smoke regular. Yeah, people. like when people talk about how great currency and Wiz is, like the first thing I ask is like, you smoke? Because <laughs> it's like I get it, but it's like whatever. It's like it's weird. But I only asked. What was you about to say? Go ahead. I was I was only asking that because I was curious because. He's headlining tours mm-hmm. and always has established artists on the road with him, mm-hmm. and they're never co-headliners. They're always underneath him. It's his tour. Yeah, like he's the main act. Mm-hmm. Like, so I always try to ask people this question: of How the fuck does this happen <laughs> with Wiz? Because I, I'm not privy to uh, Wiz' impact as such a big artist to mm-hmm. have that lane. Is it because of we being such a versatile mm. kind of subject matter? Mm. I, I mean, he has a, a fan base. It seems to be strong enough for him to headline multiple tours <laughs> and not need any co-headliners. And no, like, hit records. Like, ah! radio, radio, radio are we records. recently or are we talking just in general? Because I, I don't, I, I, I can't say that he... He doesn't have any radio. Uh, I'm hits. saying recently, in the sense of the Uzi song was hard. I fuck with the Uzi song. Okay. Pull up another, but another, another PA gang. <laughs> He's from Philly. But go ahead. So I just named that episode PA gang. Uh, um, but so, but my question is like, from Black and Yellow, mm-hmm. which was a uh, beyond. I mean, like the Steelers like adapted it. As yeah, as a, 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 a really big hit record. Up until pull up, what in between does he have that can carry him Mm. to doing festival stages, festival shit? Because like 
Jiffy Lou Live is in VA, mm -hmm. and that's where he was holding his event, which is like a, a fairground for it's a, it's like an out outside venue, mm -hmm. and it's like a festival kind of fairground. So I'm like, that's always my question. Like, what the fuck does this nigga have? He up? has music that you just don't listen to. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> right? fair he, enough. he has me either. He has music that his his probably I'm assuming pothead fans. No offense, no. Not me. I ain't saying nothing wrong with it. Really appreciate. It. Like now, as I'm talking, Wiz to them could be how Pusha is to me. Yeah, because Pusha doesn't have radio hit records, but I know. Push a record like that. So okay, that should make sense. My bad. My bad. <laughs> no, Sorry, my Wiz bad. Wiz fans. Um <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I do like some Wiz records. Mm -hmm. Um I liked him on So High Remix mm -hmm. featuring this next artist, which is uh Rick Ross. Um <laughs> Um Real quick, you we were we talked about you seeing Rick Ross Ugh. live. Yes. Here. What yes. What were some takeaways from that? Uh, uh, he was actually just here last week too. I saw him. Damn, live. he was just here the, a couple, like a month ago too. Okay, maybe I'm lying. Jesus maybe it was a month ago. Oh my bad. Um, <laughs> I saw. So I saw him. What was it? I think it might have been 2017. I get the tickets. I realized it's at one of the smallest venues in Philly, a mm -hmm. standing only venue. Mm -hmm. Strange, considering how big of an artist he is. But whatever, I go never, nevertheless. Um, highly disappointed. Uh, probably the worst concert I've ever been to, and I've been to several. I've been to a significant amount of concerts, solely because just, just he just seemed like he did not want to be there. He seemed like he had so much other better shit to do, and that this was just like a quick pit stop. I'm gonna do this show real quick. Um, he, didn't, in my opinion, he didn't connect with the crowd. He was bypassing. Um, songs that like were getting a lot of attention at the time. Mm -hmm. I think this when did Rather You Than Me come out? Was that 2017? Uh, hold on, I can't tell you for sure. Because I feel like um, it was, I feel like it was songs that he would come on. Like, this is the scene. The his sound people would uh, play 2017. Yeah. yeah, so it was 2017. I saw him, and so it wasn't too far after that came out, which I love. I love Rather You Than Me. Yeah, that was a really good it fucking was an, album. An amazing album. It was way better than Port of Miami too. Way better. I didn't listen to it solely because you told me it was trash. I'm, it's, I'm sorry. Well, I'm I don't want to waste my time. Well, so it was like songs would come on. You hear the intro come on, and you getting hype, and the nigga would be like, "Next." And we was looking around like the the crowd is reacting off of the intro. Why wouldn't you do the song? Mm -hmm. So it was almost as if like they had a set, and he just came out. And called an audible and decided to not do half the fucking set. <laughs> Probably didn't get his back in pause. Super pause. <laughs> possibly. Oh, hey, yo. Um, so that was probably the worst concert I have been to today. He also had uh he also had this Philly nigga open up for him and he was, it was just a lot. Mm. It was just too fucking long. It was just a lot. Um so the song that we're gonna be talking about is Sanctified. Uh <clears throat> Ross Kanye, Big Sean. There's a feeling angels moving around me. I just push a thing for a 
Jesus. Lames try to tell me, cut the wildin' out. Groupies in the lobby, they just trying to get a stab. My Ferrari, my bitch said that I was childish. Till I fucked the girl, a girl tweeted that I was stylish. All right. Best beat picker in the game, beat selector. Right now. Uh, and has been for, for some years. I think we talked about this before. We have, and I've always <laughs> mentioned Freeway. Leslie Cridgen. <laughs> <laughs> you reminded me that was his real name. That's yeah. I yeah, um, I feel like Love was... Freeway. Clearly, another Philadelphia. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> a PA gang. PA gang. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I, I kind of think Rick Ross is better. But nonetheless. Um, Mm-hmm. I think mm -hmm. I'm saying Freeway because of that particular era was just Blaze, Kanye, and mm -hmm. he could pick from whomever. He had yes, he had to. very good options. Yes. at the time. I, I I will agree though. Rick Ross is the mm -hmm. the best at this point <laughs> in um hip hop. Um, but let's let's talk about this album. Uh this was Mastermind. Yeah. Uh, was this Mastermind? Um, yes, Mastermind. All right. Um, all right. Yeah, the fries are done. Um, how do you feel about this particular Rick Ross album? I think this was when he had the streak of just okay albums. Mm -hmm. And he started with this, uh, I think Black Market followed, and then a couple songs, I mean, a couple projects after that. Just seems like he was really trying to get out of that Def Jam deal. First, let's talk uh, about how how you feel about the Mastermind album. Um, do you remember what was on there? Uh, yeah, don't like it. What what didn't you like about it? Uh, yeah, Devil was alive. Yeah. War writing. What a shame. Devil was alive was art. Um, I. Uh, I hate that song. Devil was alive. It was art. No, yeah, was it Devil? Yeah, Devil was alive. And I don't know what it was with that song and Corey, but she always told me to turn it off. She ain't like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> rightfully so. Mm -hmm. I, the problem is, when, when it comes to Rick Ross, be, I, because he put out amazing albums in the beginning of his career, back to back, he was so consistent. It set a very high standard for him, in my opinion, and just, just based on how I look at him. So when he hit this, like, this, he started putting out these relatively trash albums back to back <laughs> mm -hmm. it just had me it was just had me like how do we go from trilla and um what's the next album called um no 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 um trilla uh, uh tears of joy is on what tears of joy is on teflon don teflon don that's that's that is that might be my favorite okay that was my next question um, it's a close, it's, it's a, there's a runner up, but when you go from putting out albums like that and then put out like stuff like Mastermind. Trillo is deeper than rap. Deeper Damn. than rap. Close tie between deeper than rap and Teflon Don, but I'm probably going with Teflon Don. Uh, it's a pretty solid fucking album. It's an amazing album. When you go from putting out Trilla, Teflon Don, uh, deeper than rap, and then you go to stuff like. God forgives and I don't and mastermind. I didn't care for God forgives. Okay, God forgives I don't was not a bad album, bro. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't three, no uh, Three Kings, yeah. uh, Maybach Music Four with Neo, Hold Me Back. Not I didn't like that one. version. Remember? You did. Oh, he sounds his motherfucking heart. <laughs> I said he sounds. He sounds his motherfucking heart out. Ice Cold Touch. That was a good album. 
But yeah. I, 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 I do agree with you because it's. I think it did start with Mastermind. Mastermind, Hood Billionaire, Black Market, Hood Billionaire. I don't even remember anything on that. Bro, I told you yesterday, I don't even know what the hell Black Market was. Moving Bass. Moving Bass is like... Oh, okay. I remember this album because this album had the song with K. Michelle on it. But you could uh, tell... You could tell it really wasn't going to be shit because... That I'm sorry, <laughs> and I'm looking at this shit because it's like Elvis Presley Boulevard. I remember that that had a remix. It had Project Pat on it, but right. it had a remix and all that. But nothing on this shit is memorable. No, no. And so for him to go put out like classics at first, and then to just like fall, like nigga, what was you going through? How did we get so much trash music consistently from you after having like such good albums? Like he was on such a good album run. I'm a, that was very that was very devastating. You know, you know where like fucked up. <laughs> Hood Billionaire and Mastermind was released in the same year. Mm. Then Black Market came out on that following year, so it just fuck you think you DMS? Yeah, and it, <laughs> it obviously did not <laughs> work out. Not the, the shit didn't work. The second album, he's like, well, let me try again. <laughs> no, like no, a third time ain't the charm in this case. Nah, nah, he uh, <laughs> yeah, bro, it was just like what, like if you go back to Mastermind. Mafia Music 3 was on there. There was no Maybach music Trash. at that time. That just fucked it up. Um, it just was a whole bunch of, you know I got it. He redid that. He did mm-hmm. the whole. But it was just like, it didn't. I didn't like those. That's that's a whole two years of me not fucking with him. So when yeah. he came out with Rather You Than Me. I was, it, it, was, it was a redemption. Yeah. I was highly impressed. I love Rather You Than Me. Mm-hmm. And then to see, and then what made me excited is because when I, so when I, when I went to the show, back to that real quick, I was expecting to hear a lot from Rather You Than Me. And because I liked it so much, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is going to be lit. And the fact that he didn't do enough from the album was like, nigga, I will never pay to see you again mm. at this point. Yeah, I don't think. I, I'm, and I, I'm not paying to see a Rick Ross show. It has to be somebody else on the bill with him. The catalog to do that. Yes, he does. So that's why it was like a no. I mean, considering I like so many of his albums, it was a no-brainer. Like it's not like I mean, he's gonna be struggling to find music to perform. But it was just a huge disappointment. And I feel like did we talk about this before? Where he was because even to this date, his last show in Philly, which was last month, last week, whatever it was, mm-hmm. it was again at that same small ass venue. He could be he he would be selling out if not the Wells Fargo Center at least the Leacor Center which is another big venue which is also on Temple's campus. Uh, mm. <laughs> he mm. could sell that shit out. So I'm not understanding why he's doing these small standing room only venues. And I feel like we talked about this at one point and said. You look like Ray J right now. <laughs> <laughs> My scar <Yes>. has shifted. <laughs> like I look I look. <laughs> Yo, I looked and it was fine. Then I looked at my phone. Then I see like the back is down. Then I look down again. All the front is coming down. Yo, watch <laughs> out, like this silk scarf be like melting off my head. <laughs> Yo, I hate getting my hair pressed. Man, this is why this shit's a struggle. Anyways, uh, <laughs> sorry. My rage is right there. Yeah, I just started challenge. Uh, <laughs> Yo, and it's hot as hell in here. Um, so what? <laughs> uh, so you talk about all right, so to to your comment about him not doing 
bigger venues. Mm -hmm. See, the thing about it was I was watching the, the pull-up that he has with Joe Buttons. And he was basically talking about how he doesn't like doing long leg tours. So I'm thinking he, well, he was talking about doing like 10 cities, something like that. So I feel like he's he's cool with the smaller venues because he really don't want to do, it doesn't force him to do a big set. He, But here's the thing, a solid hour of music straight, like when I saw Chris Brown live I, last summer or whatever, he, he might have been on stage for an hour and 15 minutes max, but that nigga be jumping around too. So mm -hmm. I mean, that's probably why. Was he by himself though? He was. Huh. It was his, I mean, he had like an opening act, but it was he, that it was his tour. Um, that was enough because mm -hmm. people like that have enough hits where they can pop, they can throw in enough hits in a, in a matter of an hour, hour and a half max, mm -hmm. and we will be satisfied. So I'm almost inclined to be like, that's bullshit. <laughs> um, and then I look at it as, Okay, you don't want to do these long, I guess, international tours. You want it seems like you're making it more exclusive. And in my opinion, when you promote a tour that's like super exclusive where there's only 10 cities or um one night only kind of shows and shit like that, mm -hmm. it almost makes people more interested. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I, that's just how I look at it. So it, it just doesn't add up. And then so to do something like that. And then come out and give out give a shit performance like I want money back. <laughs> I'm about to call the bank and reverse the charge. <laughs> Somebody, uh, <laughs> but I see on Apple you like Rick Ross music. I see a purchase for Rick Ross last seven albums. Uh, that wasn't me. It wasn't me. I didn't. Nigga, I, I didn't you buy the ticket. Me. Oh, I was like first time. Uh, how you get my Apple account? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, that's that. We got Kanye Love Lockdown. I'm not loving you way I wanted to. What I had to do, had to run from you. I'm in love with you, but the vibe is wrong, and it haunted me all the way home. Question: Have you ever heard the Trey Songs version of this? <laughs> no. Why'd you laugh? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I feel like every other song you play me, and anyway, I'm talking about in general in life. Yeah, yeah. I always <laughs> ask you, did you hear the remix? <laughs> like, damn, thing, I didn't even know it was a remix. <laughs> Put you not. up on game. Oh, okay, that after the episode. Um, when this song first came out, what was your first reaction? Uh, is this post transition Kanye? I feel like it is. He's talking um, crazy. This is after mm, his mom passed, right? No. This is before. Oh, this, this is before, before. the breakup right. with uh, Amber Rose. Oh, right, 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 right. When I first heard this song, I did like this song. Mm -hmm. I did like this song. Um, I could picture the album cover, but I can't remember the name. 808 and Heartbreak. Oh, it was 808 and Heartbreak. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, this song was cool. I mean, it was, it, it sounded very typical of Kanye to me. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as the beats and drums and shit like that. Um, I guess at the time, I didn't put two and two together that that shit was primarily about Amber Rose. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense now. How important was this whole album? Do you remember the album? Uh, let me just say, I, 808s and Heartbreaks isn't one of my favorite Kanye albums. 
Let me just say it like that. Really? So I feel like this might fuck up your question. Yeah, let's, let's see. Well, how, how, what's this? 2007. 2007 Kanye. Okay, let's let's do this question, right? How important was that album moving along in his career? I think it started... I can answer that. I think it was the start of his... Of him displaying his... Yes, but also displaying his vulnerability. Probably. Okay. Obviously. I mean, he's on here talking about, I, I guess, what was it, a, a real love to him. Little kid album about her and shit. But, because if you think prior to that, you know, we thinking of cocky Kanye. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had reasons to be cocky, so rightfully so. And now you're getting a, a more intimate, self-reflecting, deeper, emotional Kanye. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what the fuck is this? But... The songs were still dope. Yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Say You Will was on this. I love Say You Will. Oh, that's such a beautiful song. I love Say Drake's You Will. Drake's verse is better. Um, I agree. The Drake's version I is agree. way better. I agree. Uh, Drake's a um, little different subject. Yeah. yeah. That that was an amazing um, It was. I, I think it was a good time for him. I think where he fucked up was after this. When mm-hmm. he... When he it was like this was kind of like the op- the the opening up to the emotions and letting people in, but then I don't know if it was based on feedback and uh, reaction to him mm-hmm. doing it, but I just kind of feel like his then reaction to that just was was just out of control. That's when shit started going downhill. Yeah, so it's a two year span <clears throat> from Eight Away to Heartbreak to my. Beautiful dark That's the fantasy. One. That's the one I really didn't care for. You didn't I like? Know. We talked about this before. But like, I didn't what? really. I didn't. I didn't really listen. When I listened to it, nothing really jumped out at me. Like as as, and a lot of times when I do shit like when I say shit like that, I'm comparing it solely to previous albums. Which is Eight Away and Heartbreak. And not even just that. Oh, you talking about just? Oh, I'm talking like all the series. albums. Yeah, I'm talking graduation, late registration, all college dropout, which all three I love. So like. So let me ask you a question. Were you a fan of the uh, Good Friday series? Well, he was dropping shit on Fridays and yeah. all that? I didn't tune into that much. That's why. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that was the leading up to my dark, beautiful, twisted fantasy. I hear it. it's a critically acclaimed album. Yeah. So I don't doubt it. And maybe maybe I need to sit down and listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I, I would suggest that you listen to the, the Good Friday series mm-hmm. because those all came from the same sessions, the Hawaii uh-huh. sessions where everybody was there. Mm-hmm. So it produced the the good majority of the music, and it was like he was giving out those records for free. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, what the fuck is going to be on the album? I think um the only... I remember- Oh, uh, I think the only thing that really made it on the album that was her, Soul Paul, Monster, mm-hmm. Runaway. Mm-hmm. I think those three are the ones that came, that were released on that shit, but made the album. I want to say Monster was definitely one, and Soul Paul. Devil in the New Dress was good. I lied. I did listen to this album. But you just didn't like it. It just well, it didn't resonate like I, with I like, Obviously, I like Power. I love all, all of the lights. Fun fact, I listened to that in the gym. Oh, another fun fact is <laughs> that is the second version oh of that. The original version is called uh, Something University. Does it have all them damn people on it? It has Drake on it. Really? Just yeah. Drake? Just Drake. Mm-hmm. Just Drake and I believe Elton John. 
That's why, huh. if I'm correct, oh, that's why, if I'm correct, all of the Lights remix, they brought Drake back on, and it's it's Drake, Big Sean, and Lil Wayne. Okay. Um, no Kanye. Um, wow. but yeah, the original is I want to say Good Life University or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah. So. <coughs> um. So next up, we have uh, <clears throat> one of the best duo ever. Ever. Best duo. I'm about to play a clip song. I'm about to play Terrence. Uh, I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, uh, proceed. As we proceed. Uh, it's not coming up for some reason. Uh, <laughs> so I give you what you need. Oh, man. Oh, man. I just be thinking about who shot you. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> who shot you? Separate the beat from the. Absolutely. Terrence. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking niggas lunch money. Too bad. I was fucking hungry. Real niggas don't notice you. I'm the only dope boy quotable. A loose song by Push throughout a couple years back. Mm -hmm. what, what, what's all that? What's, what are you doing? Know? I'm listening. Oh, because it was like, mm-hmm. Because you, you start talking about Pusha T, man, it's just like there's I, I there's no room for anyone else to speak. <laughs> like I'm gonna let you shine because that's your fave. Two up, two down. Yeah. Virginia Beach, Virginia. Mm -hmm. You're not from there. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's the DMV. Ooh, wow. <laughs> it's the DMV. Oh, <laughs> you. Oh, you are something else. <laughs> Yo. Uh, <laughs> Yo. Yeah, you all the DMV. No, okay. I'm from Baltimore. Okay. But anyway. Anyway. Mm. My question is, do you prefer Kanye back beats for Pusha or Pharrell beats bass by, for Pusha? Oh. Oh. Mm. That's a hard question. Take your time. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can choose. Uh, for some reason I'm leaning towards Pharrell. But I'm hoping I'm hoping I let me just say it like this. I can't guarantee that's because of my disdain for Kanye right now. <laughs> I don't you know the nigga crazy. I don't. I'm not a fan of Kanye at the moment. I don't support. I don't support the bullshit. Not gonna take anything away from him from his past work before he went. He went crazy. Uh, let me not say crazy. Before he started tripping. <laughs> um, I. But I kind of feel like that's the reason why I'm going that way. Now I don't want to take nothing away from what Kanye did with, uh, Pusha T. Because I think that deserves the credit and deserves the shine. Eleven, eleven, and <laughs> all the accolades and shit like that. But I kind of just feel like the sound. The all right. Let me put it this way: the sound that P Pusha T and Pharrell make together, even mm -hmm. Clips and Pharrell, is I think is kind of unmatched. I don't, I don't, I don't think he can get that sound with anybody else. And action. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm with you. No, I'm <laughs> oh, with you are. I can't. Oh. I can't say that Pusha has classic records with Kanye. Mm. 
Um, I do feel like Daytona is a classic album. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. I know you don't. You know, yo, that is a listen. Cake for that nigga. Yeah. That's your favorite. You better cake for him. <laughs> I, that's how I am with Jay Z. <laughs> so it's okay. Hmm. All I'm saying is, uh, Ho have no fairy, mm-hmm. which in recent years, partake if you would like. They're still uh, hot, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Hell have no fairy is probably one of the best albums ever. I okay. also feel like Hell have no fairy can be released, um, today, and it would still stand the test of time. Okay. Um. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Pusher. I mean, I just, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go with you on that one. Um, Pharrell is just a a, a remarkable producer. I feel like Kanye Same. is able to do what for. I feel like that was a good fit. If he was going to go from another producer, it could have only been mm-hmm. for Kanye. I can't really see Pusher on like a Timberland beat. I think Timberland beats are a little too. Not upbeat, but for a lack of a better term. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think like Timber, I, Timberland's up there with Pharrell. And, hey, yo, what's Casey says? It was like, he's doing that shit with his fucking fingers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I recently saw the clip of when he played Dirt Off Your Shoulder. Oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> We're drinking, eating a banana, fucking that banana up. And a gallon of water. Yeah, like. That's mm-hmm. a big joke. <laughs> what? That's like a big joke. <laughs> he lost a lot of weight after it. Yeah, he did. Next up, we have. I'm sorry, Juicy J. Fucking private. Yeah, uh, Juicy J featuring Kanye West. Of course. Uh, Ballin'. We got a thing going on. Uh, 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 so how important is Juicy J to this generation of hip hop? Mm, Uncle Juicy. Is what I like to refer to. Whoa! <laughs> That's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm all, I'm just weird. I'm always like calling him Uncle Juicy. He's like an uncle figure. Is he yes. not? Yes. Is he not? Him, okay. Bun B. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uncle Juicy. Um, highly important. Very important. People who collab with him. Case in point, Megan V. Stallion. Mm-hmm. Very lucky. Uh, feels like it's an honor to, for her to do that. Um, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Very important. I feel like he laid, I mean, not just say he, but, you know, 3 Six Mafia in general and artists alike, laid a lot of the foundation for that type of Southern music. <laughs> uh, like that. Party, twerk music. Yes, but that it was that still, well, music, I don't know though? if it's like, well, I mean, somewhat, maybe a little better would be party, not twerk specific, although it is very twerkable. I don't like, use that word. <laughs> twerkable. It is a word. It is a word. Oh, okay. Uh, 
according to me. Oh, okay, all right. I feel like mm. no, but in all seriousness, though, I think he, um, especially with his more recent, well, you know, like post Three Six Mafia shit. I think he kind of like breathed life back into that kind of music, and so now you see people coming out with just twerk specific songs, mm-hmm. albums full of twerk songs. Mm-hmm. Um, let's dive deeper into this question. Can we? Can we directly associate his popularity to him being signed to Taylor Gang? Do you feel no. like? Hear me out. <laughs> Do you feel like this was the, the the breath of fresh air that he needed for his career again? How long has he been signed to Taylor Gang? He's always been, he's been signed to Taylor Gang for like seven eight years now. Unbeknownst to me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you look at me like that? Yeah, he's been signed. I didn't to, know he was on Taylor Gang. Um, but yeah, I I'm just don't... saying, is is like. Being linked up with someone of that newer generation. But Wiz doesn't make that kind of music in general. But I'm just saying the association of being... Someone younger? Yeah, because older artists don't get that same... As an older artist, he wouldn't get that same shine without being around some type of younger energy. Even regard... So look at him as a producer and then look at DJ Paul as a producer. DJ Paul isn't getting the same looks as Juicy J. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, so it made you. You so what you're saying is his affiliation with Teller Gang makes him more relevant to what the music, the music that's very popular now. Yes, in a sense. In I'm a not. Sense. I mean, it's kind of like nobody on Teller Gang is making that kind of music, but the association of Juicy J's name with Wiz Khalifa. Uh, but then we just talked about Wiz and how. I mean, we're not fans of Wiz, but I also don't really know any fans of Wiz to be honest. Like I don't, I don't, I don't regularly see people talking about. Oh, I just heard that new Wiz. Go listen to it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, is it is it that is it the the affiliation with Tyler Game? Really? I don't know. If I, 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 don't, I don't know if I can really say that. If it was like he was signed with like QC or some shit, then okay. I'm like, well, absolutely, absolutely, because all they do is make ratchet shit mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most part. But. I don't. I don't know if the the out the label has anything to do with it. Now I'm only saying this because it was uh let's say like 2011. Uh, he collaborated frequently with Wiz Khalifa, appearing on his mixtapes and releasing some of his own, including Blue Dreams and Lean. Um, in 2011, <laughs> 2011, Juicy J confirmed these rumors about him as the newest member of Wiz Khalifa's Telegang imprint, a part owner and A&R representative. Hmm. So. That's that's what my whole question with uh, him being uh, associated with him. Um, in 2012, he released the lead single to his third album, Stay Trippy, which was Bands and Make a Dance. That album is dope. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever... I, to be honest, that, that album's dope. But. This song was created in a two-bedroom apartment in Washington, D.C. and was produced by Mike Will. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What year was that? 2000. Mike, Mike Will was just kind of becoming a name. Yeah, nobody so really sense. knew who he was. Yeah, then. that makes sense. I, I think my answer still stands. No, for the most, not really. Mm-hmm. Who else is on Telegram? Can you do? You, can you name that off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, um, um, Chevy Woods. Uh, well, what you call it? Left. Um, King Lowe's girl. She from DC. Mom, uh, Lola. Oh, um, I heard that. She could rap. She also sound like I mean I 
I'm pretty sure Los writes the stuff. Because when she did the Bands Make a Dance remix, mm. she sounded like Los. Mm. And it was weird. Um, a, D, a DMV in. <laughs> she's from you, yo, I'm so, from Baltimore. You're so uh, flip-floppy. You oh, my God. You, they you, don't know that. You throw up. Oh, I'm telling them. You throw, <laughs> up, you, you throw up the DMV set when it's fucking I didn't, I'm not throwing it up. I'm you, not throwing it up. Last, I'm just saying where she's from. Last she from night the when I said DMV, oh my God. it was, that nigga said, I'm nah, just nah, saying nah, she's nah. from DMV. She's from the DMV. She's from the so other side. No, I'm from Baltimore. <laughs> you What's hear me? For? Marlin. No, the Baltimore is for more. We're done here. Uh-huh. Uh, my answer is no. So DMV Um. Let's see what the next song is. Mm-hmm. Bali. Sound of good music. Okay. Uh, he has a song with Pusha T. Okay. Uh, seems like I find it. Pusha Terrence. Mm, Pusha a ton of that shit. It's called Miami. Miami. Yeah. 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 Since I'm in the foreign, I keep 93 in it. Get your head born so you get a D in it. I hopped on the boy and get with three more seats in it. Uh-huh. Gucci flip flops on, I just slip my feet. <laughs> Niggas ass. The li- lyrics is trash. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, oh God. How important is it that artists from older generation endorse artists of today? Very. Why? Very important. I think that helps. For uh, like personal gain, huh? or is no. it important for person? Okay, go ahead. No, we talking career wise. Okay. It's a wild dark. I think it's um. I think it's... Let's not be able to talk about this, nigga. <laughs> I think it's extremely important. I think that does a lot for their career when they get embraced by, like, um, older rappers who... Let's not just say... Who? <laughs> <laughs> let's just not say any old fucking rapper, but older rappers who have a solid career, solid reputation, all of that. So, in this case, you're saying him being endorsed by... Push. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean, just that little, I've never heard of the bull. Just just from that little clip. <laughs> the what? <laughs> Don't start. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems fairly trash. He seems like, he sounds like the other niggas that are out right now. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, the shrimp life niggas and shit. But okay. but I mean I guess with Pusha T backing him that song probably does numbers. I think I've heard it before. The yeah. beat's dope. It has a it has a bop. Um, do you think cosign means even more now with social media playing a major part in people's careers? Yeah, because I think having and I'm trying to think of a real life example before I make up some shit. <laughs> um, I don't know, but having like. Let's talk about Megan Juicy Jacobsby. Having him, because I think this actually really happened when Fever dropped. He posted it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's big for pe- people who are fans of 3-6 Mafia and just Juicy J alone can now become Meg fans. Yes. Knowing that Juicy J was involved in the project. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think social media is a is a big, big driving factor in that kind of cosign. And, it, it's all, it, and because of social media now and how it's used, I think it almost means, like... It almost means like it's okay. It, it, that's it's a fire it, project. 
even when sometimes it may not be as far as we okay. go. <laughs> so that's that's the backlash of it, of you know people being so fickle. Nah. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm just saying, like, so because that can help and hurt the artist because you can have an artist. Whose fucking song was it? Uh, the Bad Barbie Girl. Ew. I think it was her. But she had a song and it had someone on it and they she took the person off to put Meg the Stallion on it because that particular artist that she had on there originally was like going through stuff in the media wise. Another female? Yeah. I don't remember the, I don't remember what the song was. it Bad Baby? It's Bad Barbie? I thought it was Barbie. All right. Irrelevant, um, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so it's like having Kanye during the time period that he did all, all the wild shit with, uh, with, um, what's the girl name? The white girl name. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, rapper? <laughs> no, the, the singer girl, he interrupted MTV. Oh, tell her. Yeah, it's like getting a Kanye feature then mm. and trying to promote it as, oh, I got the great Kanye on it, but everybody's like, we're not fucking with him right now. So, I'm promoting a record that I have Kanye on during that time period can hurt me as an artist because of what he's going through. Well, was it smart for you to, to, to put him, get him involved in? That's what I'm saying. But, you know how records are there. They take years or months to, to come out. You see what I'm saying? So, it's like with social media. Take that nigga off. <laughs> that's what they would say on yeah. social media. You yeah. feel me? Don't, like don't, so, I mean... I mean, I feel like there's some exceptions to that because even through all this Kanye madness of where some people ain't fucking with him and me included, uh, there are a lot of others who will still support him. Mm -hmm. So I think in a case of we talking Kanye specifically, I think three second rule. I think think even if somebody dropped something with Kanye backing it and on it right now. It'll still get a lot of play because Kanye still has a lot of uh, uh, fans. Okay. Supportive fans. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Wale Mirrors featuring Bum B. So Bun, well, we already talked about this, but Bun is definitely the cool ass uncle that embraces all the dope new artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and from early, like early on, um, we spoke about this, uh, I believe, last night. Uh, he has early Wale features mm-hmm. um, to being early on artists like Drake. Even heard Smoke Dizza speak on, this was on the... Uh, um, the waste of time, but it's the real. He spoke on Bun knowing him, knowing who he was when he approached him. What impact does UGK have on artists today? Do you see a direct impact? Yes. Okay. On like which artists? I, oh, specifically. Uh. Mm. Okay, I'm not gonna think on the spot. Let me answer the first question more. I think um, yes. Though UGK is one of the groups that people will routinely go to for a sample okay. or 
the just the overall sound of the group uh and then kind of like put their little little twist on it and put out put a record out based on that mm. uh so yes i think they're one of the foundational that's a word groups that people <laughs> that people will reference i mean even even beyond just like sampling and stuff like that just people will just flat out mention ugk mm-hmm. in a song so that I mean that alone is big, like Drake. Yeah. Drake routinely goes to Houston, like chopped and screwed in Houston type music, cr- uh, crediting UGK. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's my artist, Drake. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. There we go. Makes sense. Um, next up we have Lil Wayne, Drake, <laughs> yeah. Future, and that's all. Uh, good cushion alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on that good cushion alcohol. This is Love Me. I got some down love me. I can come. Love Me. Love Good Cushion Alcohol. I don't know what yeah, it is that we call Love Me. I'm a boss of the day. I'm a boss of the day. As long as my bitches love me. No. It is. But I, it's just kind of like this. I can give a fuck by no hate as long as my bitches love me. Yeah, it's definitely all about Yeah. Future, you know why? Future is not uh I can always I'm not human. Is this the album? Uh or some shit like that. It's black and red. It's yes, a black and yes, red cover. Yes, 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 yes. I can't never remember the name, but I know the deal. I believe it is. I'm not yeah, I am not a human being. I'm not too. a human being. Um <sighs> I know I'm not crazy, but I feel like he's not fucking listed as a feature. There. He is. Okay, he is. Anyways, uh, what's the what's the question? Uh, <laughs> what would you like to see from these artists in 2020? <laughs> Individually. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. Let's 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 break it down. Drake, I think is Drake has been is consistent. And has been consistent. I'm expecting consistency from him. To, to like to remain the same. Okay. Um. That's just kind of where I am with Drake. I don't have anything negative to say about him. Uh, Wayne, you didn't like. Um, the Carter Five. five. No. <laughs> we talked about this. Do, real quick, mm-hmm. do you remember songs off the Carter Five? Can yes. you quote lyrics off of the Carter Five? Carter, is it Carter Five? Is it six? Five. <laughs> no, it's five. No, no, no. It's definitely six. Carter it's six. six. It's definitely six. It's six. Yeah, whatever. Uh, no. Mm, five. It's Carter five. Mm-hmm. Okay, five. all right. Came out last year. Um, yes. I mean, well, obviously, it had the bigger, the biggest radio. Well, the bigger radio single when it was up for it was Swiss Beats. Um, but even aside from that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that's my favorite. Um. Wasn't I? I was playing a song in the car a couple weeks ago, and you were like, "Why do you always play this?" Yeah, uh, <laughs> because I, I feel like it was a really. I feel like for all the hype that came with that, and us wanting the, this fucking album for that to come out, and nobody talks about this shit now. You know what? I think it dropped. Correct me if I'm wrong. It dropped amongst a slew of other albums. It was like a September or something like that. So maybe that's what overshadowed it. But at the moment, and I distinctly remember this. Maybe it was like an, a, a geographical thing but it was pretty big here i can say like at the moment now now the year later now i can't say that 
people still regularly play it. I will occasionally play it. I can speak for myself. I don't think it's no Carter three or Carter four. Like it's Carter no, four was good too. Yes, Carter so four is very underrated. Bro. It's not. It's not his best Carter album. I'm gonna say that, but I don't think it's trash at all. Yeah. It it was you know what it was. It was a. I think it was a little different from him because it's a very personal album. Yeah. He talks about his attempted suicide. His mom is on it, talking. She talks about the suicide, attempted suicide. Let me say. Um. So that was kind of a different side. I personally enjoy stuff like that. When artists, mm. artists go into, artists really like, they, through their music, they really show how human they are. Mm-hmm. Like how normal they are. Um, and then, last person was Future. Yeah. <laughs> I expect nothing but trash from Future, as always. Future is only, let's be real about it. Future is only good for his beats. What I mean, Esco is attributed to a lot of that. Is um, he a parsley uh, artist as well? Just like Ty Dollar? He's a what? A parsley? Parsley, <laughs> parsley artist? Um, Future? No, 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 no. no. Parsley? <laughs> parsley? No. Future is really good for hooks, and he gets bomb ass beats. He gets amazing fucking beats from um, what's the what's the other kid name? Metro. Boom. Metro. What's the more, nigga? <laughs> uh. But in general, the nigga's a mumble rapper. He's a trash rapper. His lyrics are ass. He is a terrible fucking personality. Let's be real about it. But it's, it's his his personality and his views on like women and shit is just it's comical. That's how bad it is. She belongs to the streets. <laughs> My favorite line <laughs> and sensational. Nigga, look at like his one line is be amazing. You duck too. What do you say? You, you duck too late. Whatever. Talking about Lori Harvey. Like it's just be. <laughs> he, Wait, what? You don't remember that was saying he was dating her. Yeah. And then she was seen out with Trey. And then when the camera hit her, she ducked. And then he was, he <laughs> he made a snap. Was like you duck too late. <laughs> Some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. So he's like he's literally the, the definition of entertainment. Like the nigga yeah. is funny as hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that is the reason why women hate men. <laughs> but you know what? It it's, is funny though. He's so fucking toxic, but it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he has serious toxicity <laughs> with the nigga. That's a word. Yo, you bringing a big words to the show now. Okay, okay, using these motherfucking degrees. But yes, I, I expect uh, you know the, the same trash we always get from people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, t- uh, let's see what we got next. Uh, gotta give them all two more zones and we out of here. Okay. I'm hungry. Gonna <laughs> go get a glizzy. Yo, whoa. <laughs> you gotta relax. Yo, hey, yo. Nah, fuck that. You a weird one. That was the perfect opportunity. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, the fuck it wasn't. We got Don't Gucci cut it out either. We got Gucci Man Lemonade. Woo! Yeah. What's up, buddy? Yellow everything this time. Yellow rims. Yellow big booty. Yellow bones. Yellow rims. Yellow MPs. Yellow watch. Yellow John Wayne. Roderick. Roger. Mm-hmm. Roger. <laughs> uh, 
Where were you in your life when this song came out? What year was this? Was it 2008? 9-ish? Uh, was it 6? 2009. 2009. Sophomore year really at Temple. Album, by the, way. <laughs> the State versus Roger Davis. Yeah, because if I'm correct, it's got the Swiss Beat song. Oh, no, it got the Usher song on it. <laughs> Honestly, I like Gucci's yeah. mixtapes more than his albums. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. The nigga be writing some rhymes when he in jail. But anyways, um, yeah, so 2009, I was a sophomore at Temple, TU gang. Um, this was big. The, the, I mean, I like the song. The yeah. song is very commercial, like mm-hmm. radio hit, party Stupid Wild was on here. Who? Stupid Wild, Cameron, Lil Wayne. I don't know if I remember that off the top. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I didn't really listen to the album. That's oh, okay, all right. Like, okay. I'm, I'm a Gucci mixtape person. Um, but yeah, that's where I was. Um, in house parties. You know what I mean? The shit came on. It was lit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it. I fucked with Gucci and, uh, uh, and understand why he's mad at two-thirds of the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. I was cool with it up until he called Angela Yee a bitch. Mm-hmm. And that was uncalled for and kind of goes against his battle um, with them, especially when it comes to the word respect. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts on the issue? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I saw the clip with Charlotte McGay. Saw the McGay. Got some names on y'all. <laughs> and um, and I, I remember, I remember when he was at the Breakfast Club and he was, you know, accusing Angela of hitting his line and trying to get the meats and all of that. And then the what the original video came out of when I guess Angela was at a different station or some That's shit. Was that on did, lip service? That was lip service when it was on Sirius Radio, if I'm correct. And she was talking about. She was kind of talking about his meats, so we ain't go far. Um, anyways, the I think I I think he was out of line for calling her a bitch. Uh, I didn't think it was that deep at that point. Like it was it was a battle of he said she said whether or not she called him. It doesn't fucking matter. Like you married, bro. You so far removed from that. That was so many years ago. I just felt like it wasn't it wasn't called for. So I do think he was wrong for that. I also think Charlemagne was wrong for not reacting mm-hmm. and not saying anything. Now, granted, we don't know if maybe he said something off camera to him, but that's still kind of fucking corny because he called her a bitch on camera, so you should have addressed it on camera. Um, and I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know the full beef with uh, Envy. Um, I don't know what that. I believe that, he was saying that Envy is the one that started the conversation with Yo Gotti and. and Wait, that. where does it? Something got thrown in there about him being banned from the Breakfast Club, and he was accusing Envy of it, right? Uh, yeah. Because Envy was saying that it wasn't that he was banned. One of my co-workers did not feel comfortable. And I'm not doing an interview. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not doing an interview without my co-worker. I think, I just... Call Ryan for your team. That's how he said it. I just kind of think he he took it to a level to need to be. Like, no names, to my knowledge, no names were called at that time. So it was kind of like, bro, you ain't need to do all that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that's my take. Um, how do you feel about Charlamagne doing that whole interview in general? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think it was an int- intentional for him to do it like solo because he's done solo interviews before. Mm-hmm. This is not the first one, so it's not out of nowhere. I don't think it was any like malice behind that. But again, um, he was just so numb to him. Charlamagne just reacted, well, didn't react. That's the issue. And was so numb to when 
Gucci called her out her name, it was almost as if, like, like I didn't expect him to be ready to fight Gucci. Like, that's not your your wife, your girlfriend, nothing like that. I didn't expect to be that. But he could have at least been like, Man, like can, can you not call her out her name? Mm-hmm. You know, you know her name. He was acting like he didn't even know her damn name. Mm-hmm. So that was that he could have did better there. He could have handled that situation better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Next up, we got Jay Z. <laughs> Show me what you got. Oh. There we go. This is a state of emergency. Huh? You want me to do I'm sorry. I really. I'm back. You know what's. Um, <laughs> this ain't the fucking enemy. Let's go get him, President of Death Jam at this point. Mm-hmm. During this time period, it was kind of like one of those, one of the first time a project that was endorsed by Hove that he had any parts of doing wasn't really selling. Mm. Um, and didn't do the numbers people expected. Mm-hmm. That's where this particular project comes in, which is Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I put this? However you need to. What if Hove did do the numbers that that were projected for those particular Def Jam artists that weren't selling well during a particular quarter? Um, do we still get this album from Hove? Mm-mm. No. Okay. <laughs> no, short answer, long answer. Uh, again, knowing how I classify albums and artists, this was not one of his best. He could have done without it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's songs on there I like for sure, but nothing that I frequently play, especially in comparison to all the other albums. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like it was just a project that, if that was, if that's the case, it that was just a project he put out to cape for definition. Uh-huh. Did you know that this? Um this album was initially supposed to be released under Sean Carter. I did not know that. Yeah, Why he, is that? Um, if you remember at the end of 99 Problems when he gets shot up. Mm. Oh, that was right, the, right. The death of Jason. Yeah, that was, you That's know, right. moving forward that the next albums would supposed to be released that makes under sense. Yeah, that was a retirement Sean album, Carter. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Why the, do you... More adult. Oh, what is that? Which this album does have adult vibes. Yeah. So that makes sense. Do, do you um, know Why? Or you know, yeah. Do you know why he didn't release it under? Um, it. Uh, he didn't. <sighs> Something about the effect of putting it out under that name and people not associating it to, or something like that. He thinks so. He thought, or somebody oh, right, at right, Def right. Jam thought, <laughs> if you put out an album, Sean Carter, Sean Corey Carter, whatever you yep, want to call yep, it, you niggas wouldn't. Oh boy, niggas wouldn't know it was Jay Z. <laughs> Um, I mean, the album had his face on it. Let's be real. Because uh, <laughs> because that almost contradicts why he would have put it out under his his government name, then. I, uh, well, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nigga, either you uh, want to be Jay Z or associated with Jay Z, or you don't. Ah, uh, because I did read this. Um, Def Jay Z. 
His birth was Sean Carter because of this. Jay-Z had originally planned to release Kendall Khan under his real name, Sean Carter, but decided in the end to release it under a more famous stage name, Jay-Z. Um, so, you, yeah. You know what, though? It also, you know what it also may have been, which I don't know if it's it is in that article, but hyped up the Black album to be your last album, your retirement album. You clearly couldn't stay away. Mm-hmm. And even even if even outside of Kingdom Come being the saving grace for Def Jam at the time, you still put out there's still albums after Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as if you might he might have associated Kingdom Come with Jay Z because at the time when he was like did finished Kingdom Come and was ready ready to release it, he already knew there will be albums after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? No? Yeah, not Possibly. Not I don't know. Sense. Um, this album was uh for the most part produced by uh Dr. Dre. Um, in a mm-hmm. sense. Uh this is the first time Dr. Dre has played a role in Jay Z's album as he produced four beats and mixed every song on the album. Wow. Didn't know he mixed I, I didn't know that he he did the beat for Lost Ones. Okay. Which if you look back on it, Sounds like a Dr. J beat. That's what I'm, and I'm, I was literally playing the beat in my head, like, yeah. okay. Yeah, so, um. Yeah, it's very, Dre has very, for the most part, has simple beats. Yeah. But they hit hard. I, I'm not a big Dr. Dre pro- production. production fan. Yeah. Yes, not in the way I be going for, like, Pharrell. Yeah. Or Timbaland, or, yeah. He did Minority Report with Neo. He did Trouble. I do um, love the trouble beat. Um, and he did thirty something. It's all simple ass beat. Yeah, and lost ones. Now, some people don't know, but trouble initially had a different beat. Mm-hmm. The initial beat for trouble was Swiss Beats beat, which later became Fab's Return of the Hustle. That was the original beat for trouble. Interesting. Um, that's an interesting cool. fact. I guess yeah. I gotta. I'll listen to Return of the Hustle after this. But I, there's know, a there's you, a I, the, there's no reason why oh. they switched it. But there's a version of that. I could probably pull it up or something like oh. that. But um, man, this was fun. It was fun. It was. This was fun. <laughs> um, any shout outs? Um, hmm. On my Snoop shit. Shout out to me. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> wow. I only said that because we saw that last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to um shout out to my best friend Pre. Check out can I can I plug yeah, her? Yeah, absolutely. I Check out her it. podcast. Um she talks about all things black excellence, love, uh travel, literally uh current events with black uh participants. Um, the culture. Uh, it's predestined the podcast. Um, you know. What was it? Dig a hole. It's dig a hole. Uh, dig a hole is is the one that has a uh, different beat. Different beat. Yeah, it has return to hustle beat. Different, different. Dig a hole is by who? That's not Timberland. I mean, that's not the 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 one that made the album. Yes, it's Swiss Beats. That's what it was. It was definitely dig a hole. <laughs> dig a hole is when he he uh. He fires back at um, Nas, I believe. Dig a hole, yeah. Dig a hole, dig a hole, bury yourself. 
So their reconciliation was after Kingdom Come. Was it? It was somebody this. Wait, hold up. Because, and I was literally just reading this. Oh, in the book. They. Man, thank you for that book. That book is phenomenal. You're so welcome. I'm, um, you love it. It was a response. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm like, hold was, up, nigga. Yeah, yeah, I, I apologize. Cool this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, um, it was a The third, not the third verse. Wait. Dig a hole. This song was largely aimed at Cameron's response. It was a response to Cameron's You Gotta Love It. The original version of the record was produced by Just Blaze. There we go. Over the same instrumental as Fab's Return to Hustle. I got this shit all Justin fucked up. Justin Blaze, got it. Yeah. Uh, but there's no, um, there's, there are noticeable differences between the original, original's first and third verse as compared to the standard original sometime in 27. I'm sorry, in 2007. Uh, Beanie Siegel responds to this song in his final line on oh. Show Must Go On. How did we go from Krula to Dig a Hole? Mm. Mm. Wait, Beans took Dig a Hole personal? Is that what, is that what you I just said? I guess so. <sighs> How do you feel about Beanie Siegel being from you? To, from, be a, uh, to be a South Philly nigga, to be the, the horror South Philly nigga he is, he's very emotional. He's very in his feelings, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. It's just very surprising based on his his catalog and how rough and tough he really he is uh i know from my understanding a lot of his and jay-z's issues were stemmed from correct me if i'm wrong if you know jay-z not fully supporting him with one of his more and not recent, recent, but when he was locked up, him not getting a mile or some they shit. They like asked, that. they asked him, would he be um, fully responsible for uh, beans? Mm-hmm. And he said no. You know what? And and yeah. I remember reading on it, and his reasoning. I forgot who it was. Somebody was basically saying, like, bro, I'm sitting in these offices with these people mm-hmm. that can help us make money, and then I'm taking full responsibility for someone as is. As so reckless as I, him at that time period. Yeah, it seems a wobble. Yeah. I uh, mm. I can understand that though. I can I guess I can see both sides because you know Loyalty. from a, yeah yeah that's that's the that's the perspective Beans was coming from. We had this whole state property Rockefeller thing going on, La Familia, whatever you want to call it. And then from Jay Z, it's now a business perspective. Whereas nigga, you are too much of a liability for me to vouch for at this point. Now, I can't say that I would not make the same decision as Jay-Z had some shit happen like that if I were him. Because I can only imagine that that might have been the last straw. Like, this has happened several times prior where I have had to vouch for you. And look where, where we at. Right back in the same situation. So, I mean... What'd he say? South Philly motherfuckers kill at will. That nigga's wild emotional for that. Yeah. <laughs> like he's wild emotional. Mm. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah. Finish it. I'm sorry. We went back okay. into the episode. It's okay. but yeah, yeah, um, no, it's okay. So yeah, check out her podcast. Um, she just dropped the episode. And um, shout out to you. And your back is. <laughs> Effort. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Um, it was fun. You okay? Yeah, I'm just reading on like you know oh. the, the hip hop genius uh, breakdown of oh, okay. the uh, shout out to all my friends. Shout out to all my friends doing it. Pre happens to be the only other friend with like a podcast, um, but 
yeah, we they, they all doing their thing, doing what they supposed to do. Adulting out here in this world. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that on that. Shout out to my mom. Her birthday was yesterday. Yes, sir. And that's all I have. This is a pretty. We gotta listen to that. On our way to get salads and shit. Um, no, I don't mean the salad. Salad's good <laughs> shit. I shout out to Salad Witch. Cut the check. Uh shout out to Norm Regular. Uh, Norm, man, please shout out, go stream and buy Norm's uh, albums and singles that he has out features. Um, Follow Norm, Norm underscore, uh, underscore, uh, Norm underscore regular. Uh, shout out to Stacy. Um, congratulations on the uh, the new job. Uh, she has raw, raw brown sugar. Shout out to Hus S D E, uh, Hus uh, S D E podcast. I'm sorry, S D E. Is it S D E podcast? Yeah, S D E podcast. <laughs> Excuse me. Shout out to Coach Class Podcast, 420 Wrap Up Podcast. Shout out to uh, Sarah. It's actually Sarah's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, um, shout out to everybody that's, you know, been with us. Thank you, Lauren, for being on. Uh, yes. Thank you for the book. Shout out to Aleem. Um, shout out to Aleem. Aleem has the Laptop Chronicles, the Porncast. Please check that out. It is a very interesting <laughs> Uh, podcast mm-hmm. um, for all you freaks out there. <laughs> Yo, cut the tape. All right. Bobby, Bobby, uh, cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all in this Baltimore, uh, Baltimore, uh, Baltimore, 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 Baltimore County forever. Forever, forever.